Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Under the Radar Fantasy. This is Austin Bankhead, your host. And I have been away for quite some time. It's getting so bad that I've had to turn off some of my subscriptions because I wasn't using it for a while. And, and, you know, during the time of late September, we had the kids going back to school. We had uh, the whole COVID scare and things like that. Looks like we're going to be coming out of it, you know, in the next few uh, days, actually, with the mask mandate being lifted. That's great news right there. Um, And then carrying on with work, we had the holidays with Thanksgiving happening and then Christmas, of course. Um, And then just recently, um, I celebrated the birth of my third child. So there was that as well. Um, Stayed kind of low-key away from recording. It just got kind of difficult, you know. Um, This is not my normal 9-to-5 job. This is something that I do just on the fly most of the time. I like to get some friends in and just kind of talk about our experiences with what's going on in the NFL and some things are are going on in our leagues that some of us may not know about, some decisions we got to make uh, within the season, near the end of the season. Um, and now, you know, we're in the off season. It's, you know, it's getting kind of crazy out there, everybody, because if you have been uh, not paying attention to your TV, granted it is midday on uh, March 8th of this recording, but, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of us Seahawks fans are going to be remembering this date for some time because... Our beloved franchise quarterback is no more. He has been traded to the Denver Broncos for what a lot of us were hoping would be some form of a king's ransom. And right now we're at we're looking at a trade package that will will involve two first round picks, two second round picks, and a fifth rounder along with three players from Denver, one of them being quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, and one of their defensive linemen uh, named Shelby Harris. So for some, that would be considered a king's ransom. Others may be kind of confused, maybe a little frustrated with uh, how how that kind of looks because we really didn't end up with a quarterback that we think that we could probably win now with. But... uh. To be fair, the two first-round picks, I know one in particular, is number nine. Uh, Seeing how a lot of us Seahawks fans have just been pulling our hair out whenever we did get a first-round pick, it was either sold off for multiple picks later on in the same draft, or we ended up just giving them away for players because the system that Pete and Schneider always ran with was the kind of the win-now approach. So I don't know. Part of me thinks that, you know, we probably shouldn't be, like, hitting the bunker quite yet. We should probably be more on the side of maybe they have something else kind of involved with this. I I honestly don't know if this was more of a power struggle uh, between Schneider and Pete. Um, There's been numerous um, interviews with Pete saying that they're not moving Russell uh, and all of us fans had noticed that Russell was not happy, even last year when he came out to say that he had a bunch of teams that he'd be interested in going to. I mean, if you're, that's like basically saying, you know, I'm happy in this relationship, but, you know, if it were to go sideways, I'd be happy with these people instead. 
that's kind of what it felt like to a lot of us last year. And um, he made it known last year, and now he's on the move. He's with a different organization. Um, some people made note that it's not supposed to go com- completely official. It's pretty much a done deal right now, given a, uh, fa- a passing physical grade for Russell Wilson. But it appears to me that it's supposed to be Official done deal next week. Uh, I heard it's because of the uh, beginning of the new year in terms of the NFL. It would begin on the 16th of Wednesday, which is ironically in time of this recording. It's basically uh, in a week and some change. Um, So it's come next week on the 16th of March. He will be a Denver Bronco. Uh, back to the picks. So just as a fellow Seahawk fan, seeing how we've handled, and I say we referring to the Seahawk organization, how we've handled some of the picks in the past, I don't believe we've ever were fortunate enough to have a top 10 pick since Russell Wilson has been around with us. I've never had that luxury. And, um, Always had a fairly decent winning season, making it to playoffs and things like that. Um, minus really this last one. And a couple shortcomings with it, but we for, for once have a top 10 pick. Now it just makes me interest, interested to see if we hang on to it or or do we go back to the way or do they go back to the way of using it as somewhat of a chess piece, a leverage piece, and try and use that one and um, maybe even using the late First round pick, I don't know off the top of my head which uh, late round pick that is. I guess they're still trying to kind of figure that one out. Um, I guess I could look it up, and I should have probably looked it up for everyone's listening ears. But by the time that you uh, hear this recording, you probably will know what pick that is. Um, Maybe I'll kind of casually search for it while I uh, continue the the recording. Um, But they don't like to hang on to first round picks. They like to take a lot more picks later on in the draft, find more bodies later on in the draft, and kind of just uh, find the ones that are, you know, that they can mold to fit their scheme a bit. Not so much pay up for the big price tag of that first-round pick or that first-round uh, player. Um, so I wonder if they will use those to try and go for some other type of quarterback that maybe an organization is not very happy with right now, or money cap issues may be an issue. I'm not exactly sure. Um I just feel like that could be next. I know that before the trade happening with Denver, um, there was talks that, you know, if Sean Payton wasn't leaving, uh, they were welcome to think about having Russ go to the Saints. Um, And apparently at one point last year, even that the Saints thought that having Russell Wilson giving up two first round picks was too rich for their blood. And now a year later and Seattle gets two first, two seconds, a fifth, and three players um, while we send Seahawks and Russell Wilson and a fourth. Um, I consider that then if you are in terms of, you know, holding out and waiting out to see who has the best outcome and best offer, I think that one probably will be the best offer that Seattle would ever get. Um, So Saints are obviously out of the question. Another name that came up or team that came up, I believe, was the Philadelphia Eagles. The... um, Eagles um, all of last year saw in the news a new regime, getting rid of Doug Peterson, uh, trading away Carson Wentz to Indy. Um, 
now uh, they're uncertain with they were uncertain to begin the year with Jalen Hurts if he was really going to be the answer. He played fairly well, even with um, not the greatest amount of uh, weapons at his disposal and kind of a deteriorating uh, O line. Still managed to have top five quarterback weeks, and in terms of fantasy football, I think he ended the year as a number nine quarterback. Again, this is a fantasy football podcast. I can't speak so much of um, real life football. It kind of can translate, and it kind of cannot. Um, some would say he doesn't have the uh, it factor to maintain and go down the field and win in the uh, in the last few seconds. Um, there have been times uh, last year and two years ago where he had a chance to, and uh, I believe a couple of his, uh, one in particular, I think it bounced off the hands of his receiver, Dallas Goddard. Can't remember the team off the top of my head who they played against, but to continue their season, make it, you know, close in playoff contention or make it closer. I think it was last year or two years ago when that happened. I'm pretty sure it was two years ago. Um, so pretty much his first year playing in the league, Jalen Hurts, uh, was last year's first season, real season, playing a full set of snaps, being the main guy, and I think he did fairly well. Some don't like him as an NFL quarterback. I think he's just fine. Um, it's not college anymore, so he needs to still get polished up, but then he's, he's still a rookie. He's on that rookie deal. And um, another trade I saw happen, another team was with the um, with the with the Chicago Bears, um, there was one package that had a couple picks in there and that we would get Roquan Smith, their linebacker, and Justin Fields. I wouldn't be so, you know, I wasn't doubting that one either. That one was actually a pretty nice one as well. I was more of a fan of Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts, um, given the two's ages and how a little bit apart they are um, in draft class. I think one was a year earlier than the other. Um, and to be completely honest, I didn't think that, that the uh, Bears were going to send that type of package over for us. But, you know, in terms of vets, there's not a whole lot of vets that I can think of that are really out there that are wanting to have, really have a move to get rid of some of their uh, main pieces like a quarterback, a franchise quarterback like that. Uh, there's only really one name that comes to my mind, and that's with Atlanta Falcons. Um they still have Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan apparently has one of the highest uh, cap hits on the books um, going into this year. Um, I believe it's like in the 30s. It's a 30-some-odd million-dollar cap hit if they were like to say release him. In terms of all the financial stuff and things like that, I'm not really up to uh, par with knowing exactly how all that works other than I know that this coming uh, NFL season – uh, the cap situation is over $200 million, and um, the Atlanta Falcons appear to be in a bit of a uh, tough situation with not only their quarterback, but now with Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley saying that he was going to be taking some time off because of um, mental illness, and then he gets popped for betting on NFL games. So wh wh what, what do you think now? What do you do? What do you do in that situation? What do you make of that player, that decision, and then the organization? You just completely fell backwards now. I mean, you go from losing Julio Jones to halfway through. Uh, also, you're taking a tight end. You took a tight end, fourth overall pick, I believe, last year or something like that, and basically trying to create the new Julio Jones for your passing offense. Um, 
you lose Calvin Ridley, you're supposed number one wide receiver halfway through the year, maybe not even halfway through the year. Um, and then you have a really expensive quarterback that you're paying to try and win games when you have really no talent outside of uh, a rookie tight end and Kyle Pitts and um, uh, the, the resurgence of Cordero Patterson, who's now a free agent, um, and then figuring out what you're going to do with that coming into this coming years, like where, where do you begin? Do you completely just begin the rebuild right now? And maybe a couple picks will entice them. Um, the next question is for us, Seattle fans, is Matt Ryan really going to be the answer? Um, probably not, but will he probably win more games for us than with like a Geno Smith and a Drew Locke tandem against Matthew Stafford? I'm going to say this at the moment, Kyler Murray sticking around. So yes, uh, with the Cardinals and Trey Lance, Jimmy G combo. If Jimmy G really does stay, uh, cause now there's talk that he may not, uh, be traded because I mean, they, they, Jimmy gave them the best chance of winning unless you think that Trey Lance is, uh, just taking a n- new leap with the organization coming into this year. It's still quite a bit of money, you know, you would owe Jimmy, but I still think depending on that situation, Jimmy stays. So will Jimmy and Trey, uh, co-op tandem situation, Matt would be fine. I don't think he's the answer. Of course not. Um, but it's just the interesting aspect of what, what, what are these guys going to do? They never hang on to first round picks. Like I said earlier. So a lot of the Seahawks fans are kind of like, I don't believe they're going to be fine with trying to find a whole bunch of rookies to immediately throw into the fire and think that they're going to be, you know, they want to win. They want to be competitive every year. They don't, there's not really in football, there's not a whole lot for rebuild. It's not like basketball. Um, you you got to try and take your lumps when you get them, but you still got to kind of try and stay competitive. No one really plays to get, unless you're the Jets or the Jags, like last year with or two years ago now, I guess, with the Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence situation. But those were organizations that were kind of doomed from they had a they had a coming from for a while. We literally just got our got our main chess piece, our our main like franchise piece i should say not chess piece or main franchise piece just sold it away so you're kind of in a bit of a limbo with you had decent pieces around him and he's what carried most of our seahawk wins the one that kept us alive for a good chunk of our seasons maybe not so much last year um so i think that we are trying to find a competent player to basically just plug back into the russell wilson uh, Russell Wilson scheme or Russell Wilson spot and try to figure out what we're actually going to be doing in terms of, you know, is it winning or is it really starting over from scratch? This history tells me it's not starting over from scratch because I don't think Pete Carroll has a lot of time left and knows how to do that anymore. So, you know, that news is, of the Russell Wilson news is huge. Twist that over into fantasy along with a couple other, um, pieces for the upcoming year and how I think, how I think, again, how I think this will pan out um, for the specific players mentioned. I will mention, um, let's start with just Russ. So Russ breaks away from Seattle. He breaks away from Pete. Um, Rumors that, you know, there's been a power struggle between them two for a little while, given last year he wanted out. So it probably has been like two, three years of this nonsense, whatever is happening. 
Um, so he breaks away. He joins a new uh, coach who came from Green Bay, Nathaniel Hackett. Offense is a key part of their and his scheme. He has that awareness. Uh, that might help him, you know, different way of grasping the playbook, maybe not wanting to um, take so many deep shots and, you know, frustrating plays that take forever to develop. He gains two young wide receivers who just recently had extensions, or not extensions, at least Cortland Sutton had an extension, and uh, Jerry Judy's uh, still under his rookie deal, so he's still locked in with them for quite a while. Um, so two decent weapons at wide receiver. Uh, he has a fresh set of legs in his running back with Javante Williams. There's talk, talk of bringing back Melvin Gordon, so they'd have two great wide, uh, running backs helping out uh, Russell, and at least both of them would be great for pass protection. Um, they have a young now defense. Uh, so in, obviously in terms of fantasy, everyone was happy with the talent of Judy. Everyone never really doubted the talent of Sutton, minus that, you know, being – unsure with that ACL injury and how he'd come back off of it. They just really needed someone to be consistent and get them, get them passes, get them targets, uh, make good throws, allow them to make big plays. And I think definitely Russell Wilson will help them do that wherever they were going in the draft, you know, last year, obviously they're going to be moving up probably two, three rounds higher than that for sure. Now, since Russell's there, um, Javante Williams, Honestly, man, he was a rookie last year. He's now going to be a sophomore. Um, from what I understand, they're not really changing a whole lot in the book, playbook. So uh, basically just trying to learn Russell's nuances, and they get he gets to learn. They both, all those young guys, get to learn from Russ, who's a proven vet, um, much better talent than Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. So the command of the team, the command of the offense <laughs> – uh, and just the players overall being receptive to him, I think will go go light years ahead of what they dealt with last year. Um, Javante's stock's probably going to rise quite a bit. Don't know where he's going in drafts. I know last year in a keeper league that I was a part of, um, that, oh, I actually, I don't know if I've told anybody since then, that keeper league that I was a part of this year with a good friend of mine, Frank, I took home the the bag and the trophy this year, so it is behind me uh, on my bookshelf, all in its glory, um, away from the downstairs in my wife's eyes because she said that cannot stay downstairs in our curio. It has to stay up in the man cave. So unfortunately, it's up in the man cave right now, but whenever I'm up here, I get to look at it and bask in its glory. <laughs> uh, so again, appreciate um you frank for the invite i hope to hang on to this for another year not bad for the first newcomer the first year newcomer to come in and take it from you guys but hey on to next year in that league i drafted javante williams in the fifth round and um i can keep two offensive players and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna keep him as one of them now uh especially even if melvin gordon stays i probably will just uh be tempted to just run with it. It's not bad to start off with two good running backs, you know, as your keepers. Uh, one of my other ones being Austin Eckler. So, you know, we'll see how that uh, draft turns out. Maybe I'll record about it. Uh, maybe I'll try and do a live recording somehow uh, in the moment, uh, at least through like a couple rounds. 
Um, for sure, a play-by-play. Maybe we'll bring back one of um, either Frank or the other commissioner, uh, Joel, to do a uh, kind of like a rundown how it all went, good or bad, and teams, good or bad. Um, so switching back over to the fantasy aspect, um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, we really don't have a tight end right now. Um, there's still talk that Gerald Everett's not going to come back because he's a free agent. He was only on a one-year deal. Um, we don't really know what's going on with our running backs either. Uh, Rashad Penny came on strong for the last couple, like what, between, I think I'm going to guess between six games, about roughly six games, last six games of the season, came on strong finally in his fourth year with us, I believe. Uh, he did not was not granted his fifth-year option, so now it's up to us to figure out if we want to keep him or do we let him go test the market. We still got Chris Carson floating around in our backfield. Um, if anyone remembers, he was injured because of a neck injury, chronic neck injury. Um, as a running back, that's a pretty serious ailment to try and overcome. Don't know what we're going to do there either. So we have a lot of kind of question marks, um, especially on offense. Um, not only there, but now who's going to be throwing the ball and commanding the offense for us. Uh, I know that the, um, I think last week I saw on Twitter um, that the Seahawks were interested in still trying to bring back Geno. Uh, I mean, kind of why not? If this wasn't a plan to eventually try and see if Russ can get sent off of what they could get for him, we needed to have a competent um, quarterback, you know, to at least get us through the first few games of the season until we figured out uh, how we would land um, maybe our own blockbuster kind of deal with a quarterback involved. Uh, because right now, Drew Locke, I don't think, is going to be the answer. Now, if anyone doesn't remember who Drew Locke is, um, he was a second-round pick um, from Missouri uh, in the 2019 draft. Uh, I believe he was round two, pick 42. He played with Missouri from 2015 to 2018. Um, dude's more of a gunslinger in college, that is. And in Missouri, I'm not exactly sure what kind of division um, – that group is and uh or conference i should say not division conference how well that conference is but um his career career stats for college was he appeared in uh 50 games he had 46 of them started um he wasn't the starter in 2015 he actually came off the bench um his total number of completions to attempts that really doesn't matter but the passer rating to me kind of does matter 56.9 so not not that fantastic uh yards though career yards uh a little over 12,000 uh besides his first year not really being the starter he averaged um a little around uh 3,500 passing yards um so we'll just go off with that if you don't count his uh, rookie year um and averaged Per pass attempt was probably around like eight. Again, not really counting his first year in 2015 because he came off the bench here and there. Um, year one as a start, 2016, he was average pass attempt was 7.8. 2017 was 9.5. And then in 2018, it fell to 8.0 exactly. Um, he threw more touchdowns in 2017 with 44. Um, and then in 2018, he had 28. 2016, he had 23. Um, so the dude could pass, and he has some rushing upside. It shows that showed that he had a, a handful of attempts, um, 
roughly averaging about 45, 46 attempts in the three years that he was the main starter with over 100 yards, apparently. And then um, he had a big rushing down year, rushing touchdown year in 2018 with six. The other times were just with one. But some, so far, this has not translated to the NFL very well. 2019, he uh, appeared in five games. He started five. He went four and one, so that was promising. Um, I think this wasn't so 2019. That probably was when um, Trevor Simeon was still around with them and Brock Osweiler. I can't remember off the top of my head, but Peyton Manning was long. I believe he was long gone by then. Uh, he had completed 100 of his 156. He had a 64 uh, passing percentage, and that was his high for his career. Threw for over a thousand. He was seven and three touchdown interception ratio. Um, 2020, he was a starter uh, and played in all 13. Went four and nine. Uh, he was 254 for 443. His passing percentage was 57. He threw for almost 3,000 yards, but he had a 16 and 15 touchdown interception ratio, which is not very good. I don't think he was given really a big chance to try and um try again for 2021 because he appeared in six he only started in three he went oh and three he attempted 111 passes completed 67 which gives you a 60 and some change percentage passer percentage he averaged a lot more downfield this time with seven but he only threw two touchdowns and again had the matching amount and had a matching amount of interceptions with two um I don't think he was really in 2020 was given really a fair shake. Yes, he was the starter. And then in 2021, the immediately were like, you're not the answer. We're going to go get Teddy Bridgewater. And he just never really shined and earned it since then. A little erratic in 2020, and that was enough for him to kind of like get benched. Um, but the dude has rushing upside. Um, in the NFL, he did rush a little bit last year. He rushed more in 2020 when he was a starter. He did. 44 attempts for 160 yards, and he had three touchdowns. Um, he didn't handle the ball very well in 2020, did much better this last year, but again, he only really appeared um, in six total games but started in three. So there wasn't a whole lot for him to kind of like do what Drew Locke does. Um, he is a gunslinger. It's a little erratic, as you can tell by some of the stats that I gave. Um Courtesy of Wikipedia, not that, you know, maybe not that accurate, but, you know, uh, it's free. <laughs> so going into this year, um, he obviously is probably not going to be the starter off the get-go. Say nothing happens in the draft, we decide to sell those picks off. I don't know what we're doing, but um, hopefully a quarterback draft is on the table. We run with three. Um Honestly, we have three right now. I guess we have Jacob Eason, ex-Husky, uh, uh, still with us. Maybe not anymore. But Drew Locke's now part of the fold. We have uh, Geno Smith supposedly going to get re-signed um, as of now. And uh, Jacob Eason. Maybe we go get another quarterback. Maybe we try and do the mold game. But like I said earlier, they just don't do this whole let's rebuild type talk and uh, scheme. So... Uh, there is that thought that they probably say they do run with Drew Locke and Geno. That would be very tough to swallow, tough pill to swallow. The stock for Tyler, the stock for Locke, uh, sorry, the stock for Tyler, the stock for uh, Metcalf go down. 
their talents and what they can do just gets put to the minimum. Uh, no more big play upside with Ty. Um, and basically no more targets really heading into the heading into DK's way because he's going to garnish the number one corner uh, respectfully on the other team, opposing team. And most quarterbacks that are you know, not very confident and haven't played in the league long enough um, will not look his way with a number one corner draped all over him. So their stock's going to go down. Running back, it's going to probably be a run game first like Pete loves, and if we can't get the O-line figured out, um, we're kind of in a world of hurt. Um, So for fantasy, it looks really tough to get excited for. For watching this next coming year, it looks very difficult and hard to watch, or hard to get excited for as well. Um, But, you know, there are other people to kind of get excited for going into next year. We have a handful of teams that are willing to talk trade uh, for key players. Some of them in the last few years have not held up to standard, rightfully so. I mean, like key names like Christian McCaffrey and um, Saquon Barkley, just to name a few. Um, Apparently both those organizations that have them are open for trade talks. That's going to be interesting. That will... Uh, raise my eyebrows if any of those guys are on the move. Um, the Aaron Rodgers saga has ended a court, uh, at the time of this recording, too, on this date, uh, March 8th. He is um, a very, very expensive quarterback, probably the highest-paid quarterback, I think, in history right now. Um, so he's re-signed for a four-year deal, reaching $200 million with $153 million guaranteed. Um as I was recording through this, uh, Devontae Adams did not get a deal done. He is considered franchise tagged. So hopefully um, come next year they can get a deal done for him. Um, and the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams uh, tandem can continue to flourish. I have them both in one fantasy league, and I am very happy to see that Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere especially retiring, not retiring, I should say. If he went to somewhere else like Denver, which was originally projected and thought of, rumored, uh, would have been happy with there too. This would have been sad for Devontae Adams, obviously. Um, but uh, with the news of Devontae Adams being franchise tagged and not being happy about it, there was the rumor that he uh, purchased a home or purchased a mansion in Las Vegas where his old quarterback from college, Derek Carr, currently resides in place for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, That as confirmed, he did buy a home there. Um, So there's some drama now with that. Uh, Chris Godwin, most people saw how uh, the rest of the fantasy football season ended and how uh, playoffs went, seeing how the Super Bowl went with Matt uh, Stafford winning it all with the Rams, Cooper Cup, being amazing <laughs> uh, all year, uh, and saw the game where the Bucks pretty much um, kind of blew it on one play, you know, giving up a big play to Cooper Cup. Um, the game leading up before that game against the Rams with Chris Godwin getting really hurt, tearing his ACL um, on a contract year, uh, appears to me that they did not get a contract done, but they are going to franchise tag him, which is great. Uh, now they just need to figure out how they're going to deal with things with quarterback because um, 
everyone's been paying attention and watched Super Bowl. Tom Brady is retired as of right now. Um, so that would be interesting to see how that team pans out going into next year. Um, kind of like us. They don't have a quarterback. We don't have a quarterback. They don't know what they're doing with their running backs. Both their running backs are free agents as well. Our running backs are kind of whatever, and one's hurt uh, chronically. So it's like, dang, what do we do there? Um, so it, this next year is going to be kind of interesting. It's, there's going to be a bit of a switch happening with a lot of uh, who do we try and put all of our eggs in one basket and for specific teams to watch and specific players to get, you know, to try and hit that that top five ceiling for us again. Um, another name watching out for, um, two, also their quarterbacks is the Kyler Murray situation. Um, he wants some astronomic amount of money per year. It's almost comical. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know what's going on there. It just sounds awful. Um, and then the Lamar Jackson situation with Baltimore, I, I don't want to say it's really a situation, but they tried to do contract talks last year and it fell through. And this year he didn't really do nearly as well. Um, and the contract extensions are still not quite close um, from what some Twitter reports are saying. So, you know, this is all kind of, this is all just a whole big wait and see what's my favorite player going to do type situation. And, uh, we kind of just, you know, have to try and stay positive and roll with the punches. Um, some say fantasy football never really stops. So um, we'll see about that. I know there's a lot that still do dynasty and are uh, keeping eyes out real close for who's going to be going where. We got the combine that just finished. We had some you know, big names do big things. In the combine now is to see where they go in the draft, and that's going to be coming up. Um, not sure when the next recording will be. This might be just one to kind of just sit on for a little while. I might do one when the um, uh, the draft comes through and is over with. Uh, players that we're excited or I'm excited for. Maybe I'll have a guest on. Maybe I won't. Um, players that we're, I'm excited for, we are excited for, and then we're not so much. Maybe talk some more about what we see with the Seahawks and what we did. Uh, maybe more uh, in the news, kind of breaking news recordings here and there. Um, but yeah, for right now, this is just kind of just do it as I please and get on here when I got time. And uh, hopefully you guys um, still enjoy it. So give it a listen, still give it a thumbs up and send it out and share it to other friends. And maybe um, you guys want to get on here too and we can uh, just talk shop. It's up to you guys. But uh, that's all I had really for this. hope I tallied up everything. Um, oh, I guess I'll end on one note. Um, so, yes, the first year playing with uh, the Keeper League, I took first, took home a trophy, took home a decent amount of money, took first in another league, and I took second and one more. So out of four, so there's four out of my six teams that made playoffs. I took home two first and a second and three of those four. Um, so going to be cutting down this year on some teams, some leagues, try and focus on those three that I won try or made money in, try and do a bounce back. 
uh, year. Try and go back to back in at least one of them. That'd be fantastic. Uh, and then, yeah, do the whole fatherhood thing. Uh, do the working thing. Maybe get out, do some softball, <laughs> occasional recording thing. Um, but yeah, let me know if you want to get on here. Doesn't have to be necessarily about fantasy football. It's just what I do. But if you want to talk about something else and uh, think I'm the guy to do it, I will gladly help you. Um, shout out to my friends over at Carbonated Concepts. We got um, DJ Carbo. We got J Will and newcomer Bo, the Botastic Voyage, Bo Arsenal as the third cat over there. Um, shout out to my cousin. Um, who's been doing um, her uh, mental, I believe, I don't want to watch it, but it's a, it's a podcast she started doing that is about uh, loving yourself, uh, overcoming adversities, and um, uh, I believe it has some to do with uh, mental health. So um, shout out to my cousin Tiffany, um, and maybe, maybe Tiff, maybe one day we talk about some stuff have a fan on or even have a guest on. I think that would be great. You let me know. I'll tag you when I post this on my social media accounts so you guys know. Um, but that's all for me, everybody. Austin Bankhead, Under the Radar Fantasy, and hopefully, God willing, I catch you in the next episode.